Hello, everyone, and thanks very much for joining us on this RSS Hot Topics podcast. Uh, in this session, we're going to be focusing on some of the most topical legal developments in the restructuring space in the UK. My name is Ross Miller. I'm a restructuring and sexual situations partner here at Simmons & Simmons. I'm joined today by two of my colleagues. Um, I'm Tina Lockwood. Hi, Ross. Um, I'm a partner in the restructuring and special situations team in London. Hi, I'm Ben Jones, uh, also a partner in the uh, restructuring and special situations team in London. Okay, so we're recording this the week before the race recovery event. And uh, in terms of hot topics, well, we couldn't have picked a better week because we've had two judgments come out in consecutive days, uh, which has forced us to rewrite our scripts entirely for this uh, this event. Uh, so, um, but um, guys, I mean, I guess sort of looking before we get into into that, should we look at the next sort of few months and what's coming up? What what do we what do we think the sort of the big landmarks are going to be for the restructuring space in the UK? I think I think that the big landmark, um, which we have seen this move several times in the past, I have a sense that perhaps this time it won't it won't move. Um, is is the end of June, the 30th of June? That, that's really critical because number of the measures that were initially put in place by the government um, at the beginning of the lockdown process um, around uh, preventing landlords from forfeiting commercial leases and um, preventing winding up petitions from being issued against companies where uh, the, the failure to pay the insolvency event was created by COVID. Um, those those having been extended several times are all designed uh, all due to roll off um, at, at the end of at the end of June. So I think you know that's that's the timing that that has certainly been in the back of our mind. Um, uh, you know, and, and really the question mark being, well, you know, what what happens at that stage? Do we think you know who's willing to bet on black that the the government extends them, um, or, or or are we going to have to start thinking about you know? Are we expecting a wave of, of of winding up petitions against companies? Are we expecting landlords to start taking action to recover or to forfeit their premises and take uh, possession back? Um, and so, you know, really, I think the, the the question is, if 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 the government isn't going to extend, um, what what can businesses do to protect themselves or to 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 restructure through it? Yeah, because I suppose to put it in context. Um, you most businesses have been surviving over the last 12 months or so or you know we've really just uh, getting liquidity through deferring paying debt and that debt has in a lot of cases been a a a combination of rent which has been sort of mounting up and um and taxes getting time to pay arrangements with hmrc and hmrc are certainly no stranger to the use of the winding up petition and that they will be unfettered in that regard uh, at the end of june as things stand so so you know but but I think we'll focus today for today's podcast. We're going to really focus on that that rent mountain, uh, and I think uh, I think I saw some of the figures is something like seven billion of deferred rent, which is due payable on 30th of June. Um, so you know, I guess the question is how how have companies been dealing with unpaid rent going so uh, you know, over the last 12 months, and you know, how how is that li- likely to change in respect of the events of this week? No, that's 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 a very good point, Ross, and I think very you know highly topical. We've um, we've had the benefit of the new look CVA challenge decision, which was was much awaited, um, um, related actually to a CVA that was put in place 
um, during last year, but was then subsequently challenged um, by the landlords. And it was it was challenged on a number of different grounds. Um, I think it's fair to say that the landlords pretty much tried to throw the book at it in terms of the, the, the arguments that they were raising, but they were fundamentally around whether the CVA was fair on its terms. So whether how the landlords were being treated comparative to, well, even comparative to other landlords, to other stakeholders within the group. Um, also, whether what was being proposed to the landlords in terms of um, revising the rent and the manner in which that rent was was paid going forward um, was was a big was a big argument. They were also challenging actually whether you could use a CVA um, as part of a complex arrangement um, as part of a wider restructuring. So in in the in the new look case, the CVA was also part, it was sort of interlinked with a scheme of arrangement. Um, and it's whether that CVA technology was actually, you know, was it designed to be used in that way? Um, and then the landlords, you know, they argued points of material irregularity around um, the manner in which the meetings and the voting was conducted. Um, Judge Saccaroli gave the decision from the High Court and actually was very um, was was very clear in his knockback on each and every single of the landlords um, the landlords challenges there and I think produced a very reasoned very detailed um, judgment that ran for sixty pages which I think will will operate almost like a, a, a blueprint to assessing CVAs going forward and how they might be used. So, so really very interesting decision and an interesting week. And then I guess so, so to put to put it as in context for the for the, those that are less familiar with CVAs and their use in relation to landlords, it really has been the insolvency tool of choice for the last three three years well probably to be honest going back to the last gsc but but it has seen real use in the last three years for companies to basically renegotiate the terms of their leases and the 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 point that's really sort of irked landlords, to probably put it lightly, has been the fact that this has generally been a tool which has been voted, where, where meetings have been voted on by all of the unsecured creditors, but really the only creditors that are being impaired under the CVA um, are the landlords and having their, their rent changed. And so you, we, we, that's that's been the pattern over the last few years. But what we're seeing now is some of these challenges coming through from CVAs that were put in place last year, which was, I think, at the point at time when uh, you know, groups of landlords started to say, right, enough is enough. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, I guess then maybe if we move on to Virgin Active, which is a similar... Con similar issue but being dealt with in a slightly different way so ben maybe do you want to start talking about that yeah and 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 tina i'll raise your 60 page judgment by a further 10 pages to 70 which is um you know what what, what i had to, to wade through um so so this is fundamentally actually a very similar arrangement if you look at new look as a whole as a, as a, as a broader than just the cva and, and also see the arrangements that were put in place to deal with the secure creditors. What what the Virgin Active uh, restructuring plan did was similar. So effectively, um, it, there was a, a financial restructuring uh, designed to enable um, some, some adjustments to be made to the existing debt and to get some new money in necessary for the business to, to kind of get, get back on its feet. Um, but, but fundamentally, the, the area of big contention in that case was the deal with the landlords and and similarly to 
um, to new look and, and, and frankly to this structure that pretty much all the CBAs we've seen over the last two years have, have taken. Uh, landlords were divided into various categories. Here there were uh, classes, uh, I believe A to E, um, A being the uh, the the you know the the, the leases of, uh, that that were most valuable, seen as most business critical, and E being those that were frankly not, and 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 varying compromises imposed on those landlords, um, starting with you know n- simply moving from quarterly to monthly rents, and and the most extreme being uh, effectively a, a, a break right with some very very limited uh, consideration, and so so the question here was slightly different because. The way that that a restructuring plan works is, whereas in a CVA, everyone gets to vote at the same time and uh, there are no separate classes, uh, restructuring plans do have classes. And so there are many, many classes on Virgin Active because there are several companies that proposed the plan. Um, but 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 the voting was was stark. The, the landlords voted against and each landlord class voted against and uh, the classes that were non-landlord uh, voted in favour. And so the question before the court was, uh, will the court uh, exercise its discretion to, uh, to 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 do something called a cross-class cram-down, which is a very new, uh, relatively, um, you know, untested um, device, which enables even where a class has voted against a plan, the court to override their um, their wishes and to impose the will of uh, the other creditors who have voted in favour. And so in this case, uh, would, would the interests of, of, of the other creditors, the financial creditors, override the interests of the landlords effectively? And so, and, and actually in this case, the answer was yes, they would. And really what it boiled down to was, was thematically similar concepts, although with different names, uh, to, to, to what Tina's described in New Look. So the real question was, um, were landlords, did, did were they in a, were they worse off under the plan than they would be in what's what's described as the realistic alternative, which is basically if the, if the plan was unsuccessful, what's going to happen? The court was satisfied that in a in in the realistic alternative, which was administration, landlords would get you know pennies um, out of the uh, out of the uh, the insolvency process, which they said would be an administration, and therefore um, there, there was there was likely for them to be. Um, very, very. It was very easy for the court to say, well, you know, you're being offered uh, a little bit more than nothing, and therefore, you know, frankly, that's that means that you are no worse off under the plan, even if we impose the plan on you. And um, there was huge discussion about, you know, whether that r- was the right realistic alternative and whether the the valuation was correct. And in the end, the judge said, well, look, you know, we we this is still a situation where there's significant distress. You know, we're not here to. To, to, to basically delay things to the point where the company has no choice but to go into administration. Um, the evidence you've reduced is, is, is not enough to get me over the hurdle of, uh, of believing that it's not. So, so uh, a similar outcome, similar input, but two very different um, insolvency tools. Yeah, so I mean, I guess from the, restru- the, the Virgin Active um, judgment, it's really the only, only the second time that the cross-class crammed down used and so it's very useful authority for that and that i think that will we will see that be used more and more as the year develops and perhaps that 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 will become the insolvency tool of choice for for certainly for bigger companies it's still a very expensive process but it's been proven now to be in a very flexible and useful way of doing of, of, of doing a big financial restructuring um but also then two 
two two cases for landlords, two defeats for landlords, it would seem that you um, it's going to be very difficult for landlords to to challenge these types of cases going forward. So, I suppose just just to to wrap up, how do we think? going forward, companies that are dealing with this big debt mountain in terms of unpaid rent that's coming up at the end, end of June? How do, we, how do we think these cases have a bearing on, on their approach and strategy? I think they'll use restructuring plans, Ross. I think um, I think CVAs are difficult for companies at the moment because their landlords are sitting on a big pile of unpaid rent, and that's a very big claim for them to be able to vote in a CVA. I think the restructuring plan, for the reasons Ben set out, is a much more attractive alternative. It also brings certainty from the get-go, really, because it's a court-sanctioned process. I think I think I'd agree with that. I think there will be there's still a place for CVAs. I think. Some of the comments made by the judge in New Look um, are helpful uh, for tenants following the Debenhams judgment, which without getting into that did slightly pause, I think, the CVA market. But for, for, for smaller companies where cost is really a big issue and time is short, I think CVAs will still be relevant. But, you know, the, the mantra that all three of us have, have encountered on CVAs over the last sort of 15 years is you, a CVA on its own is not enough it has to be part of a sort of a broader restructuring. And I think that that what we've seen so far is CVAs coupled with broader restructurings or even CV, effectively compromise of landlords wrapped up in a restructuring plan, which represents a more wholesale restructuring, will hopefully be more successful. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with both of, that, both of your statements on that. I think what we might have seen the end of, but I think we had seen the end of anyway, is the kind of standalone landlord CVA where there isn't that broader operational restructuring going on. Um, or, but, um, uh, you know, we'll, that, that, of course, remains to be seen. We'll see how it, how it all pans out. Well, thanks very much, guys. Thanks very much for joining us on this. And thank you to, to you, the listener, for, for bearing with us. Uh, there's plenty of other hot topics that we haven't had time to cover. There's new prepack rules. There's new pension rules. And there's the, the small matter of an awful lot of government-backed loans rolling off this year. So we're, there's lots of hot topics around. And uh, we'll be discussing those in greater detail at our Race to Recovery event. And we look forward to seeing you there. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.